Hi there, I'm AR. And I'm RN. This is the 44th log and a continuation of the sixth rant focusing on Pokemon. Welcome to the Lore Research Lab. Today's thesis, what are water type Pokemon and how can we dissect and understand them? It's time to deep dive, folks. But for this episode, because it's water type Pokemon, it's like like snorkeling gear, like like proper diving this time. Put your snorkeling clear on. Also, um, AR said dissect, so I feel like I need to put a mandatory disclaimer that no water type Pokemon were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, RN. Let's get on with it. Let us begin by referring listeners to our episode on typings in Pokemon games for a more in-depth explanation of how it works. If you're coming to this episode with no idea about how typings work or Pokemon works, like this will be like the third time we're explaining it and it's just getting a bit tedious at this point. So just go listen to the episodes if you're- We're trying to help you out. (laughs) Just like either go listen to the episodes or if you don't want to have to listen to our bad grammar any more than necessary, go like look up some summary online or something. There'll be links. We got links in the description. And then come back. We'll wait for you. Okay. Okay, so, welcome back. Uh, welcome back, folks. Welcome back, folks. So, um, our first round on Pokemon types, which we, we talked about fighting types, if you listened to that episode. Uh, and if you haven't, go listen to it. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, for a given definition of funny, yes. Uh, it reiterates those preliminary details. So if you want like a little, like a kind of like a more skimming. Crash like, course. Yeah, like a, Thinner, if you don't want to listen to a whole episode, basically, just go listen to the beginning of that episode, which has, like, most of the details. We try. We try. But we're not going to do that at the beginning of all of these episodes, because there are going to be 18 of these episodes, because there's 18 types. We've so only covered- this is only the second one this we're covering. This is the second one. We've got 16 to go, folks. If we <laughs> had, like, a whole section at the beginning of each episode dedicated to explaining Pokemon, it would get a bit repetitive. So you wouldn't enjoy listening to anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would also be really boring for us. We'd just be like, hello, it is the 17th rant on this topic. <laughs> the 18th time we do the disclaimer, we'd like grown old and we're like, this is about uh, Pokemon Titans. Yeah, like, just, like, just like dedicate 10 minutes. Like 10 minutes of our life will never get back at the beginning of each episode. If we're not careful, that's what's going to happen now. <laughs> True. To get back on topic, yes, we will be talking about water types today, which are personally one of my favorite types of Pokemon. So this is very exciting for me. Yes. Um, so we, so in like the this series of rants on this topic overall, we're plans we are planning to talk about uh, and observe and dissect um, and like kind of like establish some patterns across each typing like mm-hmm. what are the similarities what are the differences like what are the classic archetypes of each t- pokemon typing if you will mm-hmm. and also just our general thoughts because at the end of the day these are rants not well thought out ideas not that any of our ideas are well thought out but this is less thought out than most of it so we're trying we are trying um and also like we can't go three minutes without going off on some random tangent random tangent rangent <laughs> shush <laughs> so we, we can't go three minutes without going off on some random tangent so like general thoughts we're always gonna make it in there anyway mm-hmm. so we will begin this analysis by going over a general overview of water types um 
And then in the next section, crunch some numbers, just like we did in the Fighting Types episode. And we apologize if in, in advance, if this kind of gets a little bit repetitive, but disclaimers are sadly disclaimers. We, we just gotta do it, folks. So let's start off. What are water type Pokemon? This is among the first type, like one of the first types introduced to the player in any given Pokemon game. If you listen to our starter Pokemon episode, then you'll know that it's like, with starter Pokemon, they're always going to be grass, fire, or water. And water is the right. topic of this episode. I mean, I think there's, there's like a couple of exceptions, like in like the spin-off game, like Let's Go Pikachu. Like yeah, there, there are some exceptions. Um, it's not necessarily- But like, like, generally, in a Pokemon game, your starter types are fire, water, and grass at least, and then you might have like an extra one on the side if the game's like, like especially like Let's Go Eevee or Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, and then, well, another thing about water types is it's kind of obvious at this point. This is a very elemental type. So Pokemon yeah. that encompass this type is an element. It, well, in the there we go. Greek sense of elements anyway. But Pokemon that encompass this typing are typically creatures you would find by the sea, in the sea, water bodies, like just in water bodies in, in if general. You, if, it is, if it is wet, if the creature can get wet and swim, if you, it can happen, you know? Uh, so what that means is that we have a lot of Pokemon-ized seals, frogs, more seals, more frogs, thrown some whales, the occasional shark, and a an inordinate number of fish. There are so There's also many some fish. like jellyfish and a couple of coral thrown in there as well. Yeah, and For a variety. And sea cucumbers. Mm. Like two of crabs. them. Quite a lot of crabs. We got we got quality crabs. <laughs> quality is the quality is debatable. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Um okay, so anyway, these Pokemon for the most part generally uh, they generally avoid being humanoid and are more Animalistic in nature. You've heard you heard us yeah, describe so a for, lot of things, and those are not humanoid things. Mm. Like for example, <laughs> like so, if you listen to the last episode we did on fighting types, like they're they because they're mostly based off of like wrestlers and stuff. So they mm -hmm. like fighting type Pokemon, for example, usually end up being a lot more anthropomorphic than mm -hmm. water types do. Yes, for example. Um. So well, let's let's note off one thing. Water type Pokemon, they fare well defensively as they only possess two weaknesses. We'll get into that soon in the number crunching section. Water type Pokemon are also very viable from a strategic standpoint, since, as also stated by Bulbapedia, because fare well defensively, that comes from that page as well, you can read that there. Nearly all water type Pokemon have uh, access to like to ice type moves, meaning most uh, water type Pokemon are capable of learning ice type moves, which is critical for fighting the objectively strongest type in the game. Again, we're going to learn more about that in a sec. Water types, just like fighting types, were introduced in Generation 1, when the franchise first began in 1996. So it, the number crunching, it's it's happening like right right now. So I think we're good, right? Right, RN? There's nothing well, else we need to say. Let's get into it. Yeah. begin with our ever-present lovely damage chart which establishes a type's strengths and defensive points. So what types uh, do like are super effective against? Mm -hmm. uh, fire, ground and rock types mm -hmm. and they do half damage to dragon, grass and like other water types which is quite a common thing like 
not always there are exceptions, but generally speaking, like a type, uh, an attack would be less effective if it's used on the same type. So like water, using like a grass move on a grass type, not always effective, you know? Like what, like throwing a leaf at a, another thing that can throw a leaf back at you, nothing's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, like throwing a leaf at a tree ain't gonna do much, you know? But throwing a tree at water, that'll do you a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, uh, which is a little joke because um, grass types are um, super effective against water types. In our little, if you go back and listen to uh, our starter type episodes, we, ha- we'll, we talk about the little triad of fire, water, so, grass. So, and, and actually in the typings episode as well. So We talk about them quite often, but um, so water Go listen to those if you're confused. There's so much to listen to, honestly. But water type Pokemon. Just listen they... to all like 40 plus episodes. <laughs> yeah, that would be the ideal scenario. No one's Just forcing you, but it's maybe fun. avoid the Gerudo episode from season one. <laughs> but listen <laughs> to the nine parter on the zone. No, okay, hold on. Um, so water type Back Pokemon. Back on topic. But water water type Pokemon resist fire, ice, steel, and as mentioned already, water. Um, their two weaknesses are grass and electric which the grass one makes less sense but the electric the one we take <laughs> electric one makes sense right because like water conducts electricity right so it makes yeah. some sense grass i feel like grass is super effective against water right because it makes sense that water because water puts out fire right mm-hmm. fire puts out fire like lights grass on fire and then like the developers of the game just kind of looked at it and was like, ah, oh, crap, we need to complete this triangle. Grass can be super effective against water. That's fine. You know, that's probably you why. You ever been scared of a leaf? <laughs> hey, leaves can be sharp. If you've ever fallen in a holly bush, that's painful. Well, okay, well, there, there's your answer. That's how they came up with the, that's how they came up with the <laughs> logic. That, there you go. That's how they figured out the type. Whatever, anyway. So as mentioned before, uh, water types are always good to have on the team because of their super effectiveness against common types, like uh, rock types and fire types, which are quite common in the game. Yes. Um, they also possess few weaknesses, like if, for example, if you're using an ice type Pokemon, which isn't great, but we'll talk about them when we talk about ice types, they have far more weaknesses, so you're more likely to not be able to use it against a Pokemon you come across in the wild. Whereas water types, you can pretty much use against everything unless it's an electric or a grass type, right? So it's good because it's like they're good all-rounders. Because yes. generally, they, generally they hit quite hard. Like it doesn't really, like obviously it's good to have a super effective advantage, but water types tend to hit quite hard anyway. Yes. So it's like if, the, if you have a good type, obviously, but good like Pokemon, but yeah. um, uh, water types also hold the title of most common type in the entire game, according to Bulbapedia. Maybe it has something to do with Japan being an archipelago. Who knows? It's some number, like 16% or something, of all Pokemon are water types. That's... Hmm. There's quite a lot, actually. Yeah. But I feel so... like um, that's because a lot of the weaker Pokemon, shall we say, can, like... Water types have a big variety, right? Because you can have really good water types, and you can also have the less good water types. Yeah, it's actually really funny because I was just doing some digging around, like, just for fun and checking up 
the overall stat totals of some Pokemon, and actually the Pokemon with the lowest number stat total happens to be a water type. <laughs> All I right. get, I best I can guess which that Pokemon is, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit. So, Wait, yeah, maybe you'll be surprised. But anyways, a fully evolved Water type Pokemon has, on average, the following stats. Fred RN, will you do us the honors and read out the numbers because people can't I see will. what we're seeing? <laughs> uh, yes, this is a podcast. It does not have a vision functionality. Um, so, uh, fully evolved Water type has a HP of eighty-three point eight five. An attack of 90.9. That's a very that that number makes me happy. <laughs> it has an it has an attack of 90 because it's like the way it's written on this chart is it was written as 90.90, which just makes me happy. Yes. Anyway, it has an attack of 90.9, uh, defense of 90.1, a special attack of 88.67, a special defense of 87.08. A speed of 78.17 and so overall it has a stat total of 513.75 yeah so so basically in the in the fighting type episode um we had collected like a lot of like different images of all these stat totals and what these look like this is all linked in the description so if you check out the link for water types you can see this chart that we're looking at um but we realized, I think, at the time, even if we weren't saying it out loud, we knew it was kind of messy the way we were bouncing back and forth with the way that we were trying to compare it to other types. So just as we talked about fighting types in conjunction with other types, it makes a lot of sense to compare water types to other types or something along those lines. So you can actually get a sense of how good um, a water type Pokemon is or maybe where they're lacking. So uh, in preparation for this episode, um, I constructed a chart or a number of charts that rank all the typing. So that way now we know the numbers cold. We're good now, right, RN? Um, yeah. So based on this uh, calculated overall stat spread, water types rank 12th out of the out of all the typings, which but uh, which isn't but, great. But, but um, let's spend some time clarifying that water type Pokemon are by no means weak. We just described their viability in the overall game. Like they are very, very useful Pokemon. Personally, I've never played a Pokemon game in which I didn't have a water type on yes. my team. You're always going to have one on your team because it's just, it's it, essential. It's necessary. So the reason for that is you will usually, um, like from a strategic standpoint, you will usually have at least two of the original triage of typings on your team. So yeah. for example, if you have a grass type starter, usually you'll either have like, you'll usually have like a water type as well, because if you come across or a fire type, well, you, you usually a water type really, because yeah. um, if you have a grass type and you come across a fire type, the immediate typing you're going to use to fight that fire type is water, right? Yes. So you need to, because you need to cover your bases. It's like, I've never played a um, Pokemon game without a water type and of the four Pokemon games I've played, I think, four, three, something like that. Uh, like, my default starter, like the very first time I played through has always been the water type. I just like water types, I don't if know. You, if you listen to my, favorite. if you listen to my Nuzlocke episode, episode three of season two, you will know that like a water type Pokemon on my team was very critical to like getting me through. So, you know, mm. it, like this is a lived experience for us both. We both know how good yeah. water type Pokemon are. So the overall stats spread, yeah, 513.75, that 
counts for something, overall it ranks 12th out of all the typings, out of 18, right? But just yeah. as much as that number has some weight, it's just as important to consider how a type fares out in individual stat categories. So the most impressive ranking for water types based on overall stats and such is their defense, topping out at fifth. Um, their lowest ranking is for speed, which they are ranked 14th for. Um, so let's let's spend some time comparing to other typings right now, so we can just get a sense yeah. of what these numbers mean. Um, mm. So uh, I just looked a couple of things up because I was curious. Right. So um, interestingly enough, um, because I so uh, as uh, I mentioned like five minutes ago, the total stats totals for uh, the average water type Pokemon is 513.75. But interestingly enough, um, I just looked up some stats, the stat, like the individual stats of two water type starter Pokemon from uh, Gen 7 and Gen 8. Um, and both of those have 530 as their overall total stats. So I feel like water types, um, because they're the most common type in the game, they have quite a wide, wide range Yes. So like a lot of water types, you just need to choose your water types well because the good ones are really good, like we said already. Yeah, you kind of will get a sense which ones are mediocre. Um, mm. And we can probably we'll talk, talk about, about that. We'll talk about when that. When we actually talk about examples. But mm. I mentioned that water type Pokemon, right, are very good for fighting another type in the game that is arguably the best. Folks, that is the dragon type. <laughs> so the fact that water just type Pokemon can learn ice type moves, right? it's so helpful. How it many is. times that has come so, up clutch for me? Story, I will, story time. Oh, guys. story time. It's always story time. It's Let's story go. time. So um, if you remember from the fighting type episode, objectively, mm -hmm. just in terms of pure average stat totals, dragon types come out as objectively the best Pokemon type typing. But that's not to say that they are uh, um, like actually the best in terms of gameplay or the moves because individually yeah. it's, it's a case-by-case -case basis still that uh, and also because um, stats aren't necessarily everything in the game and like the way you play the game and what strategies you employ often have a big or, or often have like a big influence on the outcome of yeah. a Pokemon battle yeah so um, but like just objectively stat wise they are the best typing in the game yes but um, so dragon types, however, have uh, three weaknesses, I think, last I checked. Mm -hmm. Is that right? The dragon, ice, and fairy. Yeah. yeah. Just two, sorry, my bad. No, dragon, um, ice, fairy, that's three. Hmm? Dragon, oh, ice, yes, fairy. Oh yes, it does. Dragon oh. is weak to dragon. Yes, sorry, I had a, I had a moment, ignore me. Okay. okay, so dragon types are weak to other dragon types. They're also mm -hmm. weak to ice types, and they're weak to fairy types. Now the problem with that, right, <laughs> is um, you when you're fight if you find a if you're fighting a dragon type right you can't unless you're trying to glass cannon it you can't really use another dragon type because there's every chance that the other dragon if, if will the other dragon out. is faster than you well you rest assured you you're are dead. you are you are obliterated yeah. yeah so um you're like just as likely to die against you're just as likely to die to it as it is to die to you so that's not great um. Fairy types and ice types now, however. So fairy types, like, decent. Again, we're going to talk about them in detail when we talk about them later. When we eventually but, talk about them, yes. But the problem with both ice and fairy types 
is um, like ice types, especially ice types, have a lot of weaknesses. They are so weak. It's kind of sad. It is. We will talk about that like later eventually. But um, often the um, whenever a dragon type has a dual typing, often the dual typing will be with something that is super effective against more often ice and then sometimes fairy. So a good example of this, right, is um, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. in the dragon type gym, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The final, um, the gym leader, Rohain, his final Pokemon is a Duraludon, which is a problem because it's a, is it a dragon, steel, steel dragon? Steel, steel dragon, dra- steel dragon. It's a steel dragon, right? Which is an issue because fairy and ice types are both weak to steel. So the first time I played the game, I found out that the last gym was a dragon type gym, and I was like, okay. You trained up your Um, ice type, right? So I I had an I I caught an ice type, like a vanillite, I think. Oh, the ice cream Pokemon, yeah. The ice cream Pokemon, yes. So I caught one, and I was like, well, I'll I have it now. I might as well train it up and use it for the dragon gym. So I did. Get to the final boss. Like the final boss. I've been playing too much water lately. <laughs> the final Pokemon, get to the Duraludon. I pull out my Vanillite and he's got a Duraludon, which is a steel type. Like it's a primary steel type. It's not yes. even like secondary, it's a primary steel type. The dragon is the secondary typing. And then it's faster than me and then it KOs me in one hit and then I'm screwed. So what ended up happening is, um, I was like, okay then. So the second time I attempted the gym, what I did is I had the water type starter for that game in Teleon. And then I just ran a really good ice type move on my Inteleon and then KO'd it because it doesn't matter what the type, you can run as long as the, po- the Pokemon is able to use it. An ice type move used by a water type is super effective, just the same as an ice type using an ice type move as far as I'm aware. So um, yeah, I just ran an ice type move on my water type and dragon is not super effective. Dragon is neither dragon nor steel is super effective against water. So I didn't die and I KO'd it and it was fine. You know, so I was, just, I was just spending a minute looking up a Duraludon's uh, like type effectiveness. It is only weak to fighting and ground. It's immune to poison. And then mm-hmm. it's it's resistant to, or no, it's damaged normally by what it should have been weak to. So fire, yeah. ice, dragon, fairy. It's 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 just damaged normally by those things, as opposed to being super effective from fairy and ice, mm. especially. Actually, so yes, yeah, so the second time, so the second time I played through the game, I pulled out fighting type Pokemon to use against it instead. What but this- like the the having a. The ability for a water type Pokemon to use ice type moves is very helpful yes. against dragon type Pokemon. Because even if a dragon type Pokemon doesn't have a dual typing, dragon types will often be able to use fire type moves because, you know, dragons breathe fire, right? It makes sense. Yeah. Yes. And ice is weak to fire. So. Yeah. So dragon types, for the most part, have access to things that can hurt what is super effective against it. But it's not smart to send out a dragon against a fairy because fairy's immune to it. What this means to say is that water types, they, they just have really good coverage outside of yeah. the really great moves that they already get. So it's it's it just makes sense because as RN has demonstrated, 
via story time. Um, mm. It's the water type that helped clinch the victory kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, I think... Um, In a manner it, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't super effective because obviously Duraladon, like... Cause it's just damaged normally by it, yeah. It's just damaged normally. But then I could just kind of KO it with a series of ice type moves, water type moves. And like, it, it couldn't really do anything against me because... Because water's just not, it's not going to take a hit from, from, from dragon no. or steel. So it's like, water is just such a sensible typing to use. It just makes yeah, a it's lot quite, of it's sense. Like, it's like, it's got really good coverage. It's a really good coverage Pokemon. And, um, well, the thing is also with water type Pokemon is that, uh, first of all, they're super common, right? And then when you do mm. find the really, really good uh, water type Pokemon and you get access to the great moves, I mean, if your stats are great, if your Pokemon's high level, then maybe fully evolved, because that's the ideal scenario. Okay, uh, sorry, quick. Uh, there'll be a funny sound effect before this, I just know that. Um, but Water-type Pokemon are just really sensible to use. They just make so much sense, because what the story time was meant to like Aaron's story time, what that was meant to show, is just that they're- They lost stripes. That's a good word. It's just, there's just so many great applications for water types. And let's say mm. you end up in the best case scenario where you have a fully evolved water type Pokemon, that's because that's ideal. Um, it's high leveled, got good stats and whatnot. Um, what actually, get... would... sorry. I'm <laughs> no, no, no problem. Once you get access to it, because this is something that'll segue us for the next section. Don't worry. Ah, yes. Now, once okay. the Pokemon gets really, like, they get to that stage and they have access to the really strong water type moves, I have a, there's, not much, about that the there's not much that can stand in its way. And I know that RN yeah. is raring to go to talk about some examples. <laughs> I am very excited. RN my, is very my, excited, folks. So my, uh, my two favorite Pokemon in existence of both water types. So let but. us let us um, just quickly say while we're ending off this section on technical information mm. is that while water types overall, based on these number calculations that we've run and the number crunching and all that, um, they might seem like it, they're not that great Quite just because of these. They might seem underwhelming because of these rankings, but because they're so common and because they have access to a lot of really helpful moves and what we will see with upcoming examples. Um, water type Pokemon are very, very viable. So the they're numbers very might varied. be varied. So like varied, the, and it's just varied. I think the best way to describe water types is um, they're really good, like defense, like just kind of like backline Pokemon. For yes. so, for example, they're your wall. Um, when you're fighting, so when you're fighting a Pokemon, let's say uh, you're struggling against a Pokemon, water types have like decent def like decent defense and HP. So they're really good just to kind of like send out against a Pokemon and like kind of like you'll trust that they won't die while you kind of get like your team back on its feet to like lead a counter attack. They're very good kind of like backup Pokemon, if you will. Yes, they, you can rely on them. They're a crutch on the team. Mm, so exactly. let's talk about some so actual case pet. studies. Let's talk about Pokemon examples. I'm and very their happy. Designs. All right, yeah, we, we get it. Let's Let's get into that now. for the bit I've been waiting to do all episode. Yeah. Okay, so now we've gone over all the technical information, we can talk about the we can talk about the designs and the actual like Pokemon themselves. So would you care to start, AR? Yes, I would care. 
I didn't actually or write something. it down on the list, but I already know. Um, so before we get into RN's favorites, let's start off with, I mean, I, I don't, Generation 1, I know that we kind of harped on this a lot in the Pokemon Starter episode and that we aren't the hugest, like, that's not a word, is it? We're not the, the biggest, biggest fan. We're not the biggest fans. <laughs> I really just said... Most- Hugest or most huge? I really just said hugest. Okay, anyways. um, We're not the biggest fans of the Generation 1 starter Pokemon, but they're just really standard and easy to talk about. So let's start off with Squirtle. Everyone knows Squirtle, come on. Like, Squirtle's iconic. It's a turtle, it's blue. It's Um, in Super Smash Bros. It is, it is in Smash, in Smash Ultimate, it is. Um, so it's, it's a great- Don't know if it makes any other appearances in Smash, it's just it's your, Smash it's, Ultimate. It's your standard water type Pokemon, which is kind of funny though, because turtles are actually not that common design-wise in the game. You have a lot mm. more fish, but um, that's, <laughs> oh, that's that. really great. We'll and, talk about that in a second. <laughs> well, well, so there's, I'll just go like, a, like kind of rapid fire right now, just so we have some variety in our water types. Cause we mentioned a lot in like the over, like the re- really, like the very beginning of the episode. So mm. we have the Krabby line. I believe that was also introduced in generation one. That Krabby crabs. is literally a crab. It evolves into Kingler, which is just a slightly bigger crab. Then we have <laughs> <laughs> in generation two, the Totodile line, which they're, they're basically like crocodiles or alligators, mm. I should say. Um, the Whalema line's pretty cool, actually. Whalemer is Whalemer and it. Whalelord. It's really cute. It's really cute. So basically, what it is is it's based on a whale, as the name suggests. Mm-hmm. But then, like any as a Whalema, it's basically just a spear with fins. It's just it's, a ball, guys. It's just it's a just ball. a ball with fins, and then it evolves into Whalema, which is just you like, mean Whalelord? Whalelord. That's what I meant. Yes. Gosh, it's okay. Uh, so like, I'm, take a cylinder. And then take a half a spear and stick it on either end, and then add some fins. That's that's what a, that's what a whale lord looks like. Look it up. It's the most adorable thing ever. Whalemer is a ball, but whale lord is like a cylinder, but like a really it's really it's gigantic a rounded, round, it's a rounded cylinder. cylinder. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe whale lord is like the biggest or like the heaviest Pokemon in existence. Or whale lord like is not the heaviest, but I believe it still holds the title of being the biggest at 47 feet and seven inches. Nice. Didn't know that fact off the top of my head. Thank you. I did. Um, I might be wrong. Like, about, I, d- I definitely know it's not the heaviest. The heaviest Pokemon is Cosmoam and something else. Okay, I'm getting off topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, but anyway, so whale we got whales. Huge. So, for, so we talked about funny. turtles, crabs, mm. alligators, slash crocodiles, kind of, sort of, whales. Mm. Um, so some fish. Before we get to your favorites, let's talk about <laughs> the fish. So... Feebass yeah. is even less memorable than the next one we're gonna talk about because we've made so many memes about it. But yeah, but Feebass it evolves into a water type Pokemon called Milotic, which is actually um, amazing. Um, okay, so with Feebass, Feebass is, it evolves into Milotic, which is this really cool serpentine, like, Pokemon. Milotic is a great Pokemon, but Feebass is not. <laughs> Feebass is a very <laughs> mediocre fish. Just look it up. It's, it's, it's kind of sad. Okay, let's talk about the meme now. Okay, so this Pokemon is so bad, it's just kind of become a meme. So, it's a joke. you know, we talked about, we talked about, like, the Pokemon with the worst stats. This is the Pokemon. Correct You're me actually I'm wrong. wrong. Oh, I, am I wrong? <laughs> You're wrong. But let's talk about this Pokemon first. Let's talk about this Pokemon first. Okay. It's called Magikarp. 
<laughs> it's a fish. It's like it's it's on it it's on its side. Like it's out. Like imagine a fish out of water. That's what magic carp is. It just flops. It also has its signature move is splash, which doesn't do anything. And nothing. Every happens. time you fight, every time you fight a magic carp in the wild, I just be like you'll fight it, and it'll be like every time magic carp doesn't move, like magic carp, you you splash, but nothing happens. <laughs> magic carp is such a joke, but because it evolves, <laughs> um, I don't know that I actually wrote it down on my uh, list of things here, but. It's evolution we can maybe talk about later. Anyways, why don't we why don't we let you talk about your uh fa favorite Pokemon now? The the Pop Leo line. Okay, go mm. for it. Okay, go one of it. my favorite Pokemon, but yes, okay. Or not so, the favorite, but you know, you know what I mean. Um it's actually I think before I talk about Pop Leo, I might actually talk about Sobble first because um Ooh, okay. We're going with our amphibian one. We are Mainly because uh, Poplio kind of starts getting into like secondary typing, so I figured we'll just stick to pure water types first. Oh, true. Yeah, the Sobble line is pure water. Yep. Start us yep. off. So, Sobble is uh, one of three starters from Gen 8, Sword and Shield. Uh, I used it the first time, I used it the second time, didn't use it the third time, even though it made me really depressed. But, um, <laughs> because I was like, I, feel, I figured I needed some variety. Even though this is like hands down one of my favorite Pokemon's ever. Yeah. Sobble, right? We talked about the Sobble line when we talked about starters, but I'm gonna rant about it here anyway because I love it. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. Um, when we talked about it in the starter episode, we mainly talked about like aesthetics design. I'm gonna talk about more about like the actual functionality of it as a Pokemon. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, the Sobble starts off. It's got it's a frog motif. That's what's that's what's happening here. Um, so it starts off as a little frog, and then it, and then it's evolution, and it's like Sobble is adorable. Okay, like it, it's like Sobble needs a hug. It's like got these giant eyes. It's like the definition of puppy eyes. That's yeah. what Sobble. It's, it's adorable. so cute. It's adorable. It is adorable. And then when it, it evolves into Drazil, which is really funny because it's an it's a really it's really emo. <laughs> it has the strangest color palette, but you know it grew on me. It really I love grew on it. Me. I actually love it. I it's was just like, so the first dorky. Time I saw it, it's so dorky because it looks really emo, but its signature attack is it makes water balloons and then throws it, which is just so dorky. I it love looks it. Like, it looks like the Pokemon was like was drawn out, like liner was drawn out in like a coloring book, and then the developers just had one of their kids color it in. <laughs> it's a, I love it, but I love it. I do. I love it. Um, okay, and then we get to the third, the final evolution. Our favorite. Inteleon. My god, do I love Inteleon so much. So, um, The defining aspect of, of season two is our our enjoyment <laughs> of Inteleon's existence, honestly. Oh, it is beautiful. Um, Inteleon, right? So a little bit of background. Uh, Sword and Shield is set in the Galar region, which mm -hmm. is based off of the UK. Mm -hmm. So, um... If I'm assuming all of the people listening have heard of James Bond, if you haven't heard of James Bond, then are you living under a rock? Because don't in which know case you need a water type Pokemon to wash away that rock. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, great Pokemon pun. Well done. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Inteleon is base is like just a spoof on spy movies. It's amazing. It's a. It's actually. 
one of the more anthropomorphic um, water types because it's based off James Bond and spy movies. But mm-hmm. its signature move is called Snipe Shot. We've probably talked about this already, but I cannot stress to you. How we have we have definitely talked about Snipe Shot. I cannot stress to you how much I love this move. Basically, what happens is Inteleon <laughs> crouches down. Okay, just go. If you're curious, I can see it happening in my up. head. That's the worst. Go it's the look worst it up. Part. Go look up a video on YouTube. Okay, because what happens is it crouches down. Right, it makes <laughs> a finger gun, and like you get this little sound effect, and it focuses in on his eye. And then it just shoots the tiniest little pellet of water you've ever seen. And then the other side, the other Pokemon gets instantly KO'd. It doesn't even matter if it's super effective or not. Like it one just, time- It's just insta- insta-kill. <laughs> I kid you not, right? Um, one time, uh, I think I was fighting a grass-type Pokemon. Okay, grass-types are super effective against water. Admittedly, I was like five levels higher than this grass-type, but still, it was on full health. Snipe shot. I snipe shotted it. It died. Straight out. Just dead. Like, that shouldn't have happened, but it did. It was awesome. It was so good. So, also, Inteleon's so dorky. It, it runs. Its run is the most ridiculous thing to ever happen it's ever. Run, and I, I love with it. I it's actually it part so of what made me, like, like the Pokemon. <laughs> like, it's that run it is runs, so It runs, like, hilarious. Have you ever seen? So, it's like, imagine you're, like, four foot tall. And then suddenly you become five foot overnight, and then like try and run. That's what Inteleon running looks like. It, it it always looks like it's trying to figure out how to run. <laughs> it looks like it's about to fall. But it doesn't quite anybody. ever get it. Like <laughs> it's just never correct. Beautiful. It's like it's oh. like it's like no. It's like watching a really really big toddler trying to run. That's what it looks like. It's adorable. I love it so much. Okay, well, why don't you get us uh, started on, um, what, actually, maybe we will just talk about the popular line in the next section. Um, yeah. so let me just quickly run down a couple more pure water examples. So we have, um, so Inteleon's very, like, lizard-like, probably chameleon, like, Inteleon, like, that's probably yeah. the name basis of it, right? But mm. uh, we talked about, like, uh, frogs and such. Uh, as mm. well. If you listen to the fighting type episode, you'll know that I talked about a Pokemon called Polyrath, which is a, a water fighting type. It's definitely a, a fighting frog. Um, but I want to talk really quickly about a ninja frog. So we have um, oh. the Froakie line. So Froakie is kind of an underwhelming sad frog. And then it evolves into Frogadier, which is an underwhelming not so sad frog. And then you have Greninja, which is, I mean, I technically should talk about this in the next section, but I'll just talk about it now so we don't have to talk about it again. Greninja, it's it's like, it's a ninja it's a frog. Dark, it's a water dark. It's water dark. It's 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 so genius. Um, it's I just needed ninja. to put that. That's I just, also in Smash Ultimate, actually. I just needed to put that out there. I don't actually want to, it's not that I don't like it enough to talk about it. It's just that I want to get on with, there's a lot of examples we have to go through. So Okay, can I talk about Prime Marina now? No, not yet, because oh. remember, you were wrong about Magikarp. Magikarp is not the weakest Pokemon in the entire game. It's still a water type. Magikarp's base stat total is 200. There is a Pokemon that has a lower base stat total than this, and that Pokemon is Wishy-Washy, topping out at 175. <laughs> Wishy-Washy was a Pokemon. I realized that we did not talk about the generations these things were introduced in. Okay, hold oh, on. Wow. So, Squirtle and Krabby were introduced in Generation 1, Totodile line was introduced in Generation 2, Whalemer line was introduced in Generation 3, Magikarp has been here since the beginning. 
<laughs> I don't care enough about Feebas to tell you what gen it comes from. Sawbill comes from Gen 8. Frokeyline comes from Gen 6. And Wishy Washy comes from Gen 7. So Gen, I don't know what was happening in Gen 7. So Wishy Washy, its stats are so sad, RN. Its HP is 45 and its speed is 40. Its attack and defense are 20 and its special attack and special defense are 25. Have you heard of anything more tragic? <sighs> See this? This, folks, is why water type, the water typing has an average base stat total of 513. Now, let me tell you, though, <laughs> let me tell you, though, that because, so, wishy-washy, just before we get into Prime Arena, I promise you're gonna have your time, RN, but here's, on. The, here's the thing, no, here's the thing, so, wishy-washy, yes, is the weakest Pokemon, until it becomes level 20, and at level 20, wishy-washy develops the schooling ability and school well if you know anything about fish is that fish for the most part travel in schools so they go in a gigantic horde and swim through the sea and appear as one gigantic entity it can sometimes be unnerving for predators wishy-washy will have access to the schooling form and when schooling its stats just get bumped out of the roof so its hp is still kind of abysmal it's 45 and its speed is actually lower to 30 but its attack 140, defense 130, special attack 140, and defense 130, uh, special defense 135. Like, its stats just get immediately busted, leading to a base stat total of 620. It went from 175 to 620. That's right up there, like, that's that's really close to some uh, really top tier Pokemon, like that stat total. Yeah. So, like, Wishy Washy is not a pushover when it hits level two. Magic Cop is, though. The thing is that Magikarp at level 20, that's actually really funny. Magikarp evolves at level 20. Yeah. I'm sensing a trend. Okay, uh, primary water. So this is the section where we talk about Pokemon that have two typings, but water as their first typing. RN, you can go now. Go for it. So, first other Pokemon game I played. I'm just gonna sit, played, I'm just gonna sit yeah, just sit there and chill for a bit. I'm yeah, a rant. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, so, uh, first Pokemon game I ever played was at Gen 7. Ultra Sun. Um, AR actually bought me that game. Thank yeah. you. No problem. I'm, I'm happy to do a service for the people. <laughs> uh, thank you for making me a Pokemon nerd. It was just what I needed in my life. Um, Absolutely. So, I the first time I played that game, the three starters you have are um, Litten, uh, Rowlet, and Poplio. And Poplio is a seal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so there's quite a few seal type water Pokemon, like seal like esque water type Pokemon. But, yeah. Um, this is my favorite. I might be biased, but I love. Might this Pokemon. you might? <laughs> okay, fine. I'm definitely biased. There you go. There you go. But um, I love this Pokemon so much. So it starts off as a water type. So Poplio is kind of like the classic like seal at the zoo plays with a ball in its nose kind mm -hmm. of Pokemon. Um, and then it evolves into, um, Bryony, which, like, it was alright as, like, a second form, like, is it's okay. Like, I, I thought it was quite cute. It kind of gets all these frills down its side, um, and it attacks by, like, going, like, just kind of swinging its arm, and then it's just, like, And dead. smiling, and smiling. And smiling, and then the other, your opponents are dead. It's really funny. It's like, I love you, and now you're dead. It's great. It makes for really great comedic timing, timing if you think about it. Yes, Brody has great comedic timing. And then, 
And here, we, here we go. Here we go. It evolves into its final form. Are you sensing a trend here? My favorite Pokemon, like a roll, just final form Pokemon. Fully evolved Pokemon, you understand, oh. folks. Oh. So the final form of Popplio <laughs> is Primarina. Primarina is just my favorite Pokemon ever, probably. Other than Inteleon, because Inteleon's beautiful, but Okay, I'm biased, but Primarina is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like a seal. Do you mind telling, explaining the typing of Primarina so people Sorry, actually know yes. why you're talking about it right now? Right, yes. So, um, in its final form, uh, Poplio as Primarina gains a secondary typing of Fairy, which is interesting because I, as far as I'm aware, there aren't that many Water Fairy types out there. No? No. As far it's as I'm aware. It's not very That's common. the only one I actually know of. I'm sure there's probably another one out there somewhere, but... According like... to our chart, by the way, uh, fairy fairy types rank first for special defense. So oh. yeah, so uh, Primarina is a very good defensive Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Also, I just love it because um, you know, like Sirens in ancient Greek mythology. That's kind of what they based it off of. But yes. it's like so it's like a seal, but a mermaid. And just look it up. It's very cool. I love the design of this thing. It's very. It's like it's kind of goes a bit away from what all the other seal type pokemon did which i quite like um it was definitely it's definitely different because there are there mm. are a bunch of seal pokemon we're not talking about that definitely did not feel as original or no, mm. some there is one line that i am thinking of that was really good i just don't think we have the time to talk about yeah it. i'm not, like, not to not to diss other seal-esque pokemon but i love primarina and um, right. also it's really funny because uh one of the like fairy type moves it gets it attacks in the shape of like a kiss. So what it does is it kind of swings round on its tail. Mm -hmm. It brings its fins up to its mouth and it sends a kiss and then the opposing opposing Pokemon dies. It's, the it's most like Brioni, but like even more powerful. I love Primarina. Like it's the energy. It's so good. Yes. Um, especially because um, like with because it's Water Fairy, it has really good coverage. Yes, it really does. Over, like, Remember, so, it, it'll have access to like fairy type moves, so we ice type moves, about, water type so we were moves. We're talking about how um, water types are quite effective against dragon types. Well, as a water fairy, Primarina is really, really good against dragon types. Guess who's <laughs> immune to types. it? <laughs> Primarina. Uh, <laughs> woo! It's very cool. I love Primarina. I'm totally biased, but I love it. Okay, I, I've ranted enough now. Now, okay, so let's do, let's, I, I mean, not so much rapid fire as it is just us mentioning a bunch of names. So let's start off with Starmie, which I believe was introduced in Generation 1. I might be wrong. Starmie is based off of a starfish. It's the fully evolved form of Staryu. The reason I'm not talking about Staryu and Starmie is that Starmie is cooler. <laughs> the more times I say Starmie, the sillier I sound. Starmie is a water psychic type. It's really good. Um, it is actually. I've never used it, but it, I fought one before. It's, it's it was good. Very annoying. It's good. It's yeah. It's it's it sets up. It gets really. It's it's annoying to fight if it's not on your side. Moving on. Magikarp's evolution. Gyarados. It's a giant flying water snake dragon thing that's water flying and not water cool. not water dragon for some reason. Also, it looks I always like, like classic. Imagine a classic Chinese dragon. Yeah, that's but what, like it's but not blue. 
but blue and really mean looking and much better no, stats than its pre-evolution. No dragon type. It's definitely it definitely it's looks weird. Like low key, I fought one for the first time. I totally thought it was a dragon type. I pulled. You out just got bamboozled. <laughs> I pulled out my fairy type, and then it wasn't super effective. And I was like, and I was just a bit like, it's a water dragon type. Why wasn't that super? Effective? Something's amiss and here. Then, <laughs> and then I caught it, and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I understand now. I'm yeah. dumb. I should have looked that up. So that was introduced in Generation One alongside Magikarp. So that's that's a <laughs> yippee. Um, so basically, Magikarp just gets like the best facelift ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a total upgrade. Oh my goodness. So um, Magikarp, because it's funny though, because like Magikarp is just a fish that's on its side and it just kind of flaps around and does nothing, and then it's, Gyarados. It's so dorky is really mean and actually decent pokemon and you're just like so like, i didn't even realize that magikarp evolved into gyarados until like last year when i was playing the game. <laughs> I was like, and actually i was curious i was like does magikarp evolve and then i upgraded and i was like if i came with gyarados and i was like excuse me what surprise pikachu face well um <laughs> Um, the next Pokemon is one of my favorites, introduced in Generation 4, and one, and one of the Pokemon I used in my Platinum Nuzlocke, go listen to that episode, it's really funny, that's a subjective statement, this is Gastrodon, it has two forms, East and West, so depending on which coast you're on, and the games that it appears in, because after Generation 4, it was brought back more than once, so I believe we actually, you can actually get it in Sword and Shield as well, but depending on what coast you're on, its form will differ, so if you're West, it'll look like uh, pink and brown, like it'll have that color palette. Um, but if you're east, it'll have like green, blue, and yellow as its color palette. This is based off of like a sea slug type of thing. Gastrodon is a phenomenal Pokemon at with water ground typing. Water gra ground, folks. I know we're not talking about that typing in this episode, but ground is immune to electric. Guess what's normally weak to electric? Water. Gastrodon is not weak to electric. And he's very helpful. It gains an immunity. That is huge. Except the, the trade-off was that its other weakness is quadrupled. So because uh, ground is weak to um, grass. Uh, water and ground are both weak to grass. So that means it's going to do quadruple the damage. So it's like so basically, the only it's thing like, you need to worry about like, is a grass type. <laughs> yeah. So um, the water type starter from Gen 5? Gen 5? What, which Pokemon are you thinking Sapphire. of? Sapphire. Which, which Pokemon are you Alpha thinking Sapphire. of? Sapphire. That's Gen, Sapphire. well, okay, that's a, that's, that's a like Gen it. 3 remake made in Gen 6. You're thinking of Trico. Uh, you're thinking yeah. of Trico. Well, no, I'm thinking of the water type starter. Which oh, you're thinking of Swampert. You're thinking of that line. Yeah. Mudkip, that, that's also, that's, Tom, I used that when I played that game. That's oh, yeah, Swampert's a fantastic Pokemon. I mean, yeah, Swampert also is also water ground. So. Uh, but it, what, it, what it meant was, like, I was going through a bit of area that was had loads of grass type Pokemon. And oh, I nice. I had it as my first. I had it as, like, the default Pokemon to come out. Right. And then I had to like run away as fast as possible because there were loads of grass types everywhere and I was walking Gra around. Like, guys, oh, guys, crap. folks, folks, what this means? Leaves are scary. Moving on. Yes. Um, we have um Carvana, which is definitely based off of a piranha, mean looking thing. Um, oh, I believe it's water dark. Me. I believe it's water dark right off the bat, but it's evolution. Um, is actually known as the bully of the sea. It's called Sharpedo. It is based off of a shark. It's kind of a short stubby shark, to be completely honest. It's a mean looking thing. Um, 
again, water dark. It ain't, it ain't the nicest. torpedo, technically. Technic, yeah. Actually, when it, um, you don't have the DLC, right? For Sword and nope. Shield. No, so if you do get it eventually in the Isle of Armor DLC, when you are biking on the water, these things relentlessly chase after you and the nightmares this has caused, oh my God, the fear of a Sharpedo as soon as it notices you and then just starts it just charging at you. The, and you, you, you know how you can speed up the bike? You know how you can speed up the bike? Yeah. And how it runs out? And then you're just mm. going slowly. There have been so many times where that's happened like clutch and I haven't been able to make it to land fast enough, but the thing just body checks me and it's like, can you not? <laughs> a Sharpedo's eyes are also red for reference. So it, it's not it introduced not in generation fun. three. These Pokemon are they just they just look like they're gonna hurt you and they will. Um so I don't know, do we wanna just go into a secondary water type Pokemon now? Sure. Okay, cool. So Oh, actually, I thought I wasn't going to talk about this line, but then I remembered about the typing, and thankfully I wrote it down. Um, the Sfeel line. This is another seal-ish based Pokemon. It's called Sfeel. It's a sphere, and it's based off of the seal. It's actually a very cute Pokemon, introduced in Generation 3. It evolves into Sealio, another very original name that is a bit more walrus-looking, to be honest. It's definitely a mix between various uh, water-going creatures in the real world. And then its final form is Wall Rain. So it's ice water, folks. Um, uh, Which is an interesting typing. Wall Rain, yeah, ice water is interesting. It's weak to fighting. Um, and fire. Yes, kind of. it kind of, yeah. Um, but Wall Rain is a very tanky Pokemon. It's it's definitely based off of a walrus. It, it It's kind of goofy looking at times in a way, but like I find that the artwork like like the what is it the um 3d sprites in like the newer games make it look a lot less unassuming but if you look at like the sprite work in older games for wall rain it does genuinely scare me anyways yeah, it's kind of good in the older games it's kind of like bit because all you can really see of it in the older graphics are its tusks yes which are quite which are quite big yes it's kind of yeah. scary um, so next we have Rotom Wash. Okay, so Rotom, for context, is a mythical Pokemon that is normally electric ghost, but it's like, it's it's a ghost Pokemon. You, you can Pokemon. make it possess appliances. Yes, that's its whole shtick, which is that it can uh, possess different, di as RN said, different appliances. Rotom Wash is when Rotom possesses a washing a machine. I think, washing it's a washing, machine. It's, I think it's a washing machine, and um, it becomes it electric like water. water. Secondary, secondary water type, which is so when it when it possesses cool. other appliances, whatever it, its primary typing like, will I always think, be electric. But it was yes, it'll it possesses a microwave that gains a fire type. Yes, and when it possesses a refrigerator, it gains an ice type move. Hmm. So it's it, that's a great Pokemon. I really love all the Rotom forms. Rotom Wash. I I've I never really like caught a Rotom before. I tried and then I that's killed unfortunate. It. You're really missing out because you can get Rotoms in Sword I was, and, I in was sword like and I caught it. It refused. I got it down to the yellow. It refused to be caught. I tried to do one more move. I accidentally got a critical hit and then I killed it. Well, that's unfortunate for you. Um, mm, I think it is the I think uh. Um, between, since we, we do need to get on with concluding this episode at some point, um, uh, let's talk about just one more secondary water type example. So fossil Pokemon. I don't know that we've actually talked about fossil Pokemon at length, but basically these are, these are Pokemon that began as fossils. You take them to a scientist in any given region 
and they will revive the fossil and that'll be brought back as a Pokemon. The fossil Pokemon of generation Just one- It's a bit of kooky science. It's very kooky Park. science. It's very Jurassic Park-like, but hey, Pokemon yeah, it's, makes it work. It's like, it's, like, it's like Jurassic Park, but without all the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds so messed up. But um, the uh, fossil Pokemon of Generation 1, there are technically three, but there two. there's only two that are relevant to this episode. Omanite and Kabuto. They are rock water and their evolutions. Um, Omastar and Kabutops are also rock water types. Um, Fossil Pokemon will always have, without fail, rock as their primary typing. But these are the fossil Pokemon that have water as secondary typing. So I just thought that was something interesting to mention because um, Omanite, Om Omanites are based off of like, uh, what are they called? Trilobites or something? Like, yeah, they're based off of that. And then I forget what Kabuto is based off of, but they're like, like basically like really primordial ancient. I'm talking like. <laughs> If you go back in the geological periods before the dinosaurs, these Pokemon are technically based off of creatures that come from way, 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 way back then. So I feel like that's always really cool to mention. Um, so I, I I'm checking. Hang on a second. Um, uh, I do believe Ammonites are based on Ammonites, not Trilobites. I messed up. Um, so that's okay because I always make mistakes. Um, so Kab um, Kabuto is the one that's based on a Trilobite. I got them mixed up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but okay, at least I, at least I had the right idea. Um, anyway, so or before, before or something. Yeah. Okay. So just as we did with the fighting type Pokemon, we're gonna in the next section talk about some more subversive, atypical case studies of Pokemon because these are what are traditional water type Pokemon that we have talked about. But I would like to end off this section really quickly because I don't think we did this for the fighting type episode. So we're gonna make this a mainstay for the future types that we talk about. Talking about some Pokemon moves. So ah, nice. for all of our context, right? Like all the times that we've given context, moves are also assigned to a given element. You're gonna have steel type moves. You're gonna have normal type moves. You're gonna have fire type moves. You're gonna have fighting type moves. So let's talk about some water type moves. I've written down a couple. You're free to add any RN that you can think of because you are water a water type moves. enthusiast. Mm -hmm. um, but water this type moves, as far as I'm aware, tend to be special. Special? Special. Which is interesting because because water type Pokemon generally have higher, like, actually, like, overall, their attack is actually higher than their special attack. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. But, water type but the but the number of physical water type moves I think has been increasing over the years, so uh, it's not quite as dire as it used to be. But let's start off with a very general standard water type move. Um, I've listed down four, so that way we get one of, of varying um, effects. This one is called Water Pulse. Water Pulse does base 60 damage. It is a special type move. It inflicts damage, but it can also potentially make the opponent confused when it lands. So there's a chance to cause confusion with Water Pulse. I don't actually know the logic behind that. I just think that's kind of funny. You know? I think it's kind of be like, it's kind of like, I don't know, it confuses you. I don't know. Water pulse, yeah, it's like you see it like water pulsing towards you and you're just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. So I guess that's the hmm. sensible reaction. See, interestingly, I'm looking, uh, I'm, I'm just, I was curious, so I'm looking it up. Um, in quite a few of the Pokemon typings that like we talked about in the previous segment, their special attack is actually quite a lot higher than their attack. 
Oh, right. That is... Oh, I thought that is what we said. No? Mm-hmm. They're not physical Pokemon. Water-type Pokemon are not physical. No, but if you look at the um, overall stats, its attack is 90 and its special attack is 88.67. Right! You know, I wonder if that's, like, maybe a byproduct of having some legendary Pokemon that are water types in there, or having, uh, like, maybe. like... It's not, it's not that far off, or, but for example, um... Hmm. That's interesting, because... In so Inteleon, for example, has attack of 85 and a special attack of 125. Which is, That's a big difference. <laughs> which is a big difference from the 90 and 88 of the like overall stat totals. So I just thought that was interesting, you know? So our the next move I have is called Hydro Pump. This is uh it's a powerful water type move. I believe it's still special. I forget how much damage it does, I just know that it does over a hundred. Um, so that's also like a pretty standard water type move that I think all the starter Pokemon can learn by level up. I know that for Alligator can. As far as I, as far as I'm aware, yes. Then, so that's one. And then- Might be wrong. Now, Aaron, you can fact check this for me. The next move I want to talk about is Aqua Jet, which is a priority move, meaning it will always go first in battle. Um, Aqua Jet is physical. It does base I am, 90. I am checking. I am checking. It does please. base 90 damage, I think. I might be wrong. It is what type? Uh, it is physical. Uh, it has a power of 40, in case you were curious. Wait, why did I think it was 90? I don't know. I'm getting it confused with Surf. Mm, you are. I am. Why am I doing. Dude, the confusions. I'm get, I got water pulsed. I don't know at what point in the day I got water pulsed. I, but you I did. You did. I really did. Um. But uh, yes, Aqua Jet is a priority move, so it doesn't do as much damage as I thought it did. I really bamboozled myself. But that's a good move to use when you need to get damage done first. Like if you want to get the um, damage in usually quickly. Usually Aqua Jet you kind of use when you're around, around like the level 10, level 20 yeah. area. Yeah. It's a I mean, it's still helpful way. for like uh, strategizing even in the late game, but it's not the kind of move you'd probably keep forever. Now, I feel like because of your love for Primarina, you should talk about this last move. Hey. Also, okay, get some so context to what kind of move this is. I am double checking the stats so I can be more accurate. Okay, so okay, that's good. Hydro Vortex is um, a little bit of context on this. So. Um, I don't actually know if I ever talked about these before, but in I don't believe Pokemon we have games. In certain Pokemon games, there are ways to like kind of upgrade moves in ways to make them more powerful. So, for example, in Gen Eight, you can Dynamax your Pokemon to make them really big, basically. And in and Generation kind of, it makes it more powerful. In Generation Six, only certain Pokemon have access to this, which is that they can Mega Evolve. So, if you give them a specific held item stone and they hold it, then they can achieve a different form while in battle. But that's unique to Generation Six. So, so now in generation seven, you get a Z move, which basically means that you have, uh, like you have one for each typing, and you can use one per battle. And basically, what it does is it makes it, um, really, like basically just makes it's a really really powerful move. So like so any water, if you click on the Z move, like any, you just like any attack can become, just become. So every, every water type move that you becomes Hydro Vortex when you use it with this, like a Z move. 
I'm not explaining this very well. If you don't know, if you're still curious, go look it up. I'm sure. I'm not helping you out this time. I I can't. I'm. Yeah. Basically, basically, it's just a really, really powerful water type move. Yes. In Generation Seven, so um, what it basically does is it floods the arena, and I only ever used it with Prime Arena, so I'll just describe what Prime Arena does. So what Prime Arena does is it smacks down its tail, (laughs) then the entire arena floods, and then there's a giant whirlpool. It's awesome. It's epic. It's a cinematic it's so scene, cool. folks. It's a cinematic it is, like, scene. So Z moves have actual like mini cutscenes. Yes, because that's so just how it's intense just how they it are. goes. Yep. It's awesome. There's basically just a giant whirlpool, and then you're dead. It's amazing. It's so good. It was, I'm sure. Like, I'm I sure you're it. gonna enjoy talking about the Z move for the fairy type. Ah, yes, I am. All right, <laughs> but I think that about concludes our Pokemon. Um, case studies are general examples and some examples yeah. of water type moves. So now let's get to concluding this episode, finally. I don't know how long it's been. I've lost it's track of it. It's been quite a while. You're right. So uh, if you listen to the fighting type Pokemon episode, you will know that um, RN and I, we uh, discussed some fighting type Pokemon that were kind of a bit subversive um for uh for the type we are going to do the same thing here for water types but you're about to hear past me get too wrapped up in talking about one of them that we really i like i only one of them ends up getting discussed so you really only get one episode one episode one pokemon discussed so what this uh means is that because we didn't really get to talk about more um examples I just want to refer listeners to the water type Pokemon link, like the water type move, the link, the, it'll be there in the description. Just check that out. So you can uh, check out some of the examples that are listed off. You can find things that maybe um, are atypical that we didn't mention and you just happened to see, but I just want to refer folks to that. Thank, thanks for tuning in. So, folks, what the heck does all this information we have dumped onto you, what does it all mean? Um, well, water types, as we have concluded already, is that they, they are very viable and very useful and very cool. They have a lot of very interesting moves and a wide variety of moves, all very useful. Um, so, I'd say let's talk about some atypical case studies now. So these are some Pokemon that you may not like classically think of as water types or they're just interesting as a water type, you know? We'll talk about one or two of these just to kind of round the episode off because it's yeah. getting a bit long at this point. So, so this one is pictured in the thumbnail and I really need to talk about it because I kid you not, I actually wrote oh. about this in an essay. So this well, Pokemon- I will let you rant then. Yes, because you get Prime Arena, I get the, this is my time to shine. But. but folks. You, you get it. Um, Suicune. Suicune is a pure water type Pokemon introduced in Generation 2. It is the box art legendary Pokemon of Pokemon Crystal. It got its own freaking game. That's how cool it is, folks. Now, I am a sucker for lore. I am a sucker for all those things in all my favorite Nintendo. Like, I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff in all my Nintendo games. Suicune is such a lore-heavy Pokemon, I almost want to cry. So, there are some Pokemon like Inteleon. I, I won't. Um, 
there's some Pokemon that I love for being dorky, like Inteleon, but then there are other Pokemon that I really love for their kind of incorporation in the story and their lore. So in Gold, Silver, Crystal, and as well as in their remakes, Heart Gold and Soul Silver in Generation 4, um, Suicune is a very important Pokemon because it is said that in the Johto region, which those Generation 2 games and Heart Gold and Soul Silver, that's the region set in. In the Johto region, it's said that in a city known as Ecruteak City, um, that three Pokemon perished in a tower. And uh, dun 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 dun, like like perished, like like dead dead. Okay, Thanos snapped, like that kind mm. of stuff. So. What happened though, actually it isn't Thanos snap really, because basically three different elements destroyed the tower and these three Pokemon that were residing in them. Suicune was one of them. But there were three elements. So there was fire, lightning, and then the water that eventually put out the fire kind of thing. But it was like, um, those three elements kind of led to those three Pokemon dying. And then it is said that another legendary Pokemon called the rainbow-hued Pokemon that I will talk about when we talk about fire types, um, that Pokemon, um, is said to have brought them back to life as new Pokemon. There have been some, I think, some theories circulating in the community about what those three original Pokemon are, because we still don't know. But one of them is Suicune. So Suicune is the water type Pokemon, and it embodies that element that contributed to the destruction Which of is the tower. Very cool. It's very cool. It's an equine-like creature. It's it got white, like blue. It's very wool. Yeah, it's it's a bit. It's Which a mix of both because it's quadrupedal, but it's also it's it's not like it's much more canine than you would expect from a typical water type which are usually like yeah with water types we think of fish we think of seals we think of frogs but suicune is like a quadruped um uh it's very interesting for a water type exactly yes yes so it's it looks along those lines because the other two pokemon are like that too the other two pokemon Mm. that died with it and were revived are also like that as well they're called the legendary beasts look them up Mm. but before just quickly my rant is almost over is that in the game those three pokemon as as soon as you find them at the bottom of the tower they're kind of waiting for you for some reason who knows they run away but suicune has like a special connection and this is i i really like how they show it in heart gold and soul silver suicune is like is, is trying to recognize your worth as a person. So Suicune just runs around everywhere. And when you eventually find it certain locations, there's this other guy who's a total nerd for Suicune. And is like, I'm trying to catch Suicune and get, get Suicune to recognize me as a good person. But then you go all the way to Kanto <laughs> and you eventually go to like one final place and you find Suicune before that guy. And then he's like, I think Suicune recognizes you over me, so you can catch it if you want, and then you can catch Suicune. So Suicune leads you on this like wild goose chase and eventually recognizes your worth as a person, and then you can catch it. Suicune is such a story and a half. I love talking about Suicune. Nice. All of which is to say, um, again, I am extremely biased, but water types are awesome. They are very varied. They are very versatile. And... Um, they are probably the most common type in the game. No, scratch that. They are the most common type in the game. Right. And there's a huge variety. You get very strong water type Pokemon. You get very weak water type Pokemon. And everywhere in between. So before we officially conclude, because we don't, I mean, just in the interest of time, we won't really have time to talk about this. Another lore, ha- they, these are all listed on the Bulbapedia page. So go check that out so you can actually see what these Pokemon look like. So some other subversive examples include Kyogre, which is another kind of whale based Pokemon, super cool, really interesting lore in Alpha Sapphire. Um, 
Palkia, which is a water dragon introduced in generation, Kyogre's introduced in generation three. Palkia is introduced in generation four. It's a water dragon type. When you look at it, it doesn't make sense. That's all I gotta say. It's it's pink. <laughs> it's great. Um... It's great though. And other examples include Empoleon, Crawdon, Kingdra, and Lantern. Be sure to check those Pokemon out just so that way you can you can see them. But Suicune, Suicune is a time and a half though. So to conclude, Finally. this was the Law Research Lives findings on water type Pokemon from the Pokemon franchise. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time. time.